0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors, our second episode of the day. Today, we got Gary Tigranian uh, with, um, what is the
1: name of your company? Cash Investors.
0: Cash Investors. Uh, And he came in from LA to share how he's doing. He's done 200 flips in LA, and he's even done 300k on a wholesale. Yeah. And we've also also talked about some other mindset stuff that we're going to talk about as well, about um, why 30k doesn't make sense. Yeah. So we're going to definitely uh, dive deep into that. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, I am Steve Trang, broker and owner of Stunning Homes Realty, founder of the OfferFast Homes app, the only MLS for off-market wholesale properties, and I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. So if that's something you want to do, let's connect on Instagram. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. And as a friendly reminder, I do not charge a dime for the show. I don't make any money doing this. So here's all I ask. If you get value today, please uh, tell a friend. You can share this episode right now, tag a friend below or tell me your best takeaway from the show later on. That way we can all grow together. And don't forget, this is a live show, so please post your questions for Gary to answer. You ready? Let's do it. All right, so first question is, what got you into real estate?
1: So do you want the long answer or the short answer?
0: Uh, Less than 10 minutes. Okay, all right, cool. Um, So
1: I was doing a bunch of stuff when I got out of high school, you know, I got into, um, didn't go to college. Went for college for three days. Had to leave. My dad got sick, and I had to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just wasn't for me. They, the stuff that I wanted to learn just wasn't there. Got into selling cars. Then I met a guy at the dealership. He had a check on him for $40,000. I'm like, what do you do? Dress sharp in a suit. He's like, I'm in the mortgage business. I'm like, great. Can I, like, can I come work there? And he said, sure. I went for an interview. They hired me. And I asked him, hey, that $40,000 check, was that like your yearly bonus? What was that? He's like, oh, no, I made that in one month. I'm like, wow, like (laughs) I want in, you know, because I'm used to making like six grand a month, six to eight grand a month at the car dealership, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. I was excited.
0: That's really good for an 18 year old.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know what I was doing, man, but I guess I was selling cars. All right. Um, And then I got into the mortgage business. I really wanted to quit, man. I just didn't understand the terminology, the LTV and CLTV, all this terminology. I'd never understood it.
0: What do you understand now? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I was getting ready to quit. Um, my mom said, you know, just stick around. Like my parents said, just stick around. Um, this could be good. And got some other mentors in my life just mm-hmm. said, stick around. So I stuck around and six months after, um, I was the number fourth guy in the company. They had over like 300 agents. I grossed like $84,000 that month. Um, I was in a, I was 50% commission split, so I got a check for like 40-something thousand. I'm excited. Oh, you did what you set yeah, out to yeah, do. Yeah, 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 I was excited. Um, and then fast forward to six months past, um, I had an opportunity. My attorney friend said, hey, Gary, I'm looking to open a office in Glendale. Um, I have an office in Tustin, I wanna move it to Glendale. Would you wanna partner up? I'm like 21 years old, or something like that. I said, Sure, let's do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Opened a mortgage company, had no idea what I was doing. I took the chance. I'm like, He's paying for it, I'm paying with time. Let's do it, right? Right. So, we opened the mortgage company, did really well. Went and bought my car, was making literally on average like 40 to 50 grand a month consistently. Then, 08 oh, happens, market mm-hmm. crashes. I lost everything, lost a car. We bought a house to flip under my parents' name lost that I'm like, what do I do now? Like none of these loans that I thought we're going to go through are going through. What do I do? I lost everything starting from zero, actually negative, not even zero negative. Um, Got into doing loan modifications, debt settlement, that business. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not filling this business, loan modification. We got screwed with the attorney that we hired. He owed us, he owed us over like six, six figures we've collected a lot of money and six months we collected half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. He never paid us. Wow. Yeah. So we lost a lot of money, me and my old partner. And then we got into like a uh, dead settlement. I didn't believe in that business model. Uh, I was like, no, nah, I'll figure something out. So mm-hmm. I went to job hunting. I went through like different banks, CarMax went back into the car, but it was just different all over the place. Before I got into flipping properties, that one year of, of time frame. Um, I was recruited by different loan companies, mortgage companies, banks, mm-hmm. uh, and they paid me guaranteed salaries. You know, four thousand a month for three months. Another company paid me ten grand a month for three months, and the last company paid me seven grand a month for three months. The last company I was at, the manager gave me a list, a login. Sorry, not a list, a login of new um, new deals that would go on the market, and you had to call the realtor to see if you could get a loan out of it mm-hmm. and i would see short sell short sell short sell. so i'm like wow so many short sales what's up with short sales let, yeah. me, let me let me start calling some of these lists this is 2012 2012. Start calling got a deal and that's how like i kind of got into the business i got a deal i had no money
0: so uh, they're asking you to call to do the loan. Yeah. And you called to buy the house. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. miscommunication somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I still pitched the, the the loan thing, but okay. I already knew like I'm leaving this business. Yeah. I hated sitting at on the desk and just it, the business. It wasn't fun anymore. Mm-hmm. The money wasn't there anymore. Um, it just, yeah, it wasn't fun. So I, I, that
0: was a brutal job. Uh, I did a lot of short sales. Yeah. That was a brutal job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the way uh, my first deal, and this kind of ties in how I got into the business, my first deal, it was in 2012 or 13, I can't remember. Um, we, I was It was like 3 a.m., I couldn't sleep. And I went on Redfin on my phone, I was looking at deals, I'm like, hey, you know what, what's up with this, this house? It was like five blocks away from where I used to live. Mm-hmm. I called the agent the following day, she says, Gary, I have 27 offers. I'll never forget her name, Lily Ortega. She said, I have 27 offers. Do you like, what do you want to do? I said, can you put me backup offer? I have zero money. I think I have some investors in mind. And she said, sure, I'll put you as backup. She puts me in backup two weeks past. She called me, she said, Gary, they didn't perform. The house is yours. Do you want it? I said, yeah, I want it mm-hmm. right away. I called my investor friends. Um, I met one of the investors while I was working at the bank and finally, we bought the house. I'm a partner with them. We're gonna go three ways. We flipped the house. I'm expecting a check for $60,000. They made 180,000 profit. I'm expecting a check for 60 grand. He hands me a check for $9,000. Heartbroken. Seriously, I was heartbroken. I was in tears. And that was very, very painful. Uh, at that time, my daughter was born. Um, and I was like, man, what do I do? Uh, I renegotiated. He paid me $16,000. Mm-hmm.
0: Was the original agreement three ways? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, just, I, I was a kid know, our agreement was on paper and not really like a f- official document. It was just, doesn't paid. matter. Yeah. No, he, and he knew I didn't have the money. What am I going to do? Sue him? I have no money to sue him. Yeah. So I, I but you know, God spoke to my heart. God said, I'm going to bless you a lot more. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how that situation years down the line. We spoke again with that individual mm-hmm. and he kind of apologized, like, man, we should do some deals together and this yeah, and that. Get I was the like, hell out
0: of here. Yeah, I was like, ah, it's all right, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And so that was 2012, 2013, yeah, when you did your yeah, first deal. Yeah. Okay. So then you quit your mortgage job.
2: Yeah.
1: And I, I, I got fired, actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Probably because you're buying houses you're supposed yeah, to be loans on. So, uh, okay, so you got your, your first job or your first deal and then what? So I got that uh,
1: I got paid. I'm excited. I'm like, man, I need to do more of this stuff. Um, one of the contacts I called while I was working at the mortgage company, um, the realtor said I had the short sale, but I already have a buyer for it. And I, right away I asked him, well, do you have anything else? Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, I do. I have something in Paramount. I said, perfect. I want it. I was working with another investor at that time and, um,
0: Better contract this time
1: yes yes I well I thought so and here's another funny story that happens here so we end up buying that house that investor is also a real estate broker he was supposed to give the realist listing back to that agent that gave us that deal and I was a a 20% stakeholder into that deal off the profit so house is fixed agent never gets the realist he screws him I'm heartbroken. I'm like, yo, like you screwing my contacts. You know, I'm trying to s- create a contact with this person, make relationships, make relationships. So he ended up listing it himself. They sold it. I'm supposed to get a check for 18,000 and change uh, escrow tr- gives me a check for 10 grand. I'm like, what's going, is this the business I'm in? Like everyone's screwing each other or yeah. I grab that check. I go to that agent that was supposed to get the realist back. I said, here's my check we're having sushi. I'm like, here's my check. This is what I got paid. I'll give you half. Mm-hmm. He said, no, it's fine. It's yours. Keep it. We kind of like, we started talking about business and life and stuff. I'm like, man, this guy I could relate to this guy. You know, mm-hmm. like he's also a brother in Christ. We just, we just hit it off. We looked at each other. We're like, Hey, why don't we just do flips together? That part, par- business partner now is my, that person is my business partner, Sergio. Okay. That's how we met.
0: Oh, here's the agent that got screwed. Yeah. Okay. We both got screwed.
1: <laughs> our first month, bought three houses. Uh-huh. Our first deal that we bought together was an agent, uh, Larry Boffshau. I'll never forget him. And all this ties down to that $300,000 deal. Right. So I'm naming these people for a reason. Yeah. Uh, our first deal was with Larry. And ever since, we've been doing a lot of deals together.
0: Yeah. And so, and then this was around when?
1: This is twenty. 2014, 2015,
0: around that time. Okay. So then you guys just hit the ground running. Then it, yeah. it, there wasn't like a steady ramp up. You guys just yeah, no, went we, flying in we, LA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then you are were saying we're, we're leading up to 300K. I got Max right here. He's, he's uh, on, I think he's leaning forward, hand on his knees, you know, probably bouncing a little bit. He wants to know about that 300K assignment. I'll okay. I'll tell you guys,
1: I didn't know how big of a deal it was. I just thought like, okay. I got to sh- do I have it? I do have it. Every year, every year I write down my goals. Um, I have it here with me. Every year I write down my goals. Um, this year, you see that? Make 400K on a on a flip or as is. Mm-hmm. Every year I write down a goal. About two years ago, one of my things was like, I got to make 100,000 on a deal. I did that. Mm-hmm. The following year, I was like, I need to make a $200,000 deal. I did that. Last year, this is the $300,000 deal. I put it, beginning of the year, I just put it out there. And I figure out, let me just put it out. Let's see what happens. Larry, that agent I mentioned to you, he calls me. Mm -hmm. Actually, calls me and then emails me. He said, Gary, I have this fourplex down in LA, has foundation issues. They want Eight, I believe it was eight hundred fifty thousand or eight hundred thousand. One of those numbers. Eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand fourplex. 000,
0: fourplex yeah. Man, that's really high.
1: But anyway. Well, that's a <laughs> deal in LA. <laughs> um, has foundation issues. I said, all right, cool, eight hundred thousand. Right away, this was outside of my norm because we don't buy fourplexes. We're just you know single one unit and stuff like that. Yep. Right away, I called this guy that I know, Persian guy. Um, I said, hey, I have this house that I'm picking up. This is the address. This is what I want for it. Do you want it? Without hesitation. He said, yes. I was testing him out. I was mm-hmm. trying to see if it was a good deal. He said, I'll offer you 850. I'm like, all right, cool. So I already know I have 50,000 there. I can make right right mm-hmm. away. Assign it. I said, all right, cool. Um, I said, Larry, we, we want it. We're interested. Mm-hmm. We, we go see the house right away. I st- uh, it was a probate deal. Okay. No court confirmation the sellers there, I, I started building rapport with the guy who worked for um, the telephone company, Build really good rapport with him, and I said, look, I want to buy this house, I'm going to, you know, preserve it, and we, tru- we, tru- we truly wanted to hold on to it, because we wanted to build our rental portfolio. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what, I'm going to sell it to you. We did our inspections, because a lot of these houses built in LA are built in the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. They have a lot of Damages, mm-hmm. uh, the sewer pipes are bad. So I do all these inspections to get a credit. So we did an inspection, uh, got it down to $750,000. Yeah, We bought it for 750000 We closed escrow. I put it on this Facebook group that uh, buys houses off mm-hmm. market. Right away, I got a bunch of people hitting me up. I'm like, man, there's something there. Um, then we got into escrow. We sold it. There was some hiccups there in that sale. I learned a lot of lessons in that, in that transaction. We got paid. Uh, it was like a little over 300 grand we made on that deal. I'm like, man, this is incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Right away, I took that money. We took a little bit of profit, dumped it into our Marina Del Rey project when I was just showing you. Yeah. So that was the whole story with that $300,000 deal. And it's relationships. Relationship is number one.
0: Yeah. So, and that's something that, um, you know, it's kind of funny, like your, your history is kind of like, uh, Kenny, uh, Caceres. I don't know if you've watched that one, but he was a loan officer, same thing. He quit his job to go work for a loan officer. Uh, and now he gets his business from realtors. Wow. So it sounds very similar. So, I mean, LA, I've, I've heard from the outside, haven't gone to check out the competition, have no desire to expand <laughs> out there, but I hear it's, brutal as far as a like competition We're, I'm hearing like 5,000, 8,000, 12,000 per deal to do a deal in L.A. Is that numbers that you've heard? Is that like BS? Like what? When you say 8,000, that's like wholesale fees? No, no. I'm talking about like acquisition, like cost per transaction, like for you to do oh. a deal, to find a deal. Here's how
1: much it costs. So let's talk about that. Um, our acquisitions are Nowhere near that. I I have a different system of getting deals. Uh, We go after, not to get too specific, but we go after a lot of uh, pre foreclosures. Mm -hmm. And I always tell clients, there has to be a win-win situation. Has to be a win-win for you, a win-win for us. And we come to terms where it's a win-win for them. Because look, not every house is meant for us to buy. Yeah. Right. Not every house. But we also have a real estate company. So if it's not meant for us to buy, but they do want to sell, so we'll flip it into a retail transaction. Mm -hmm. But some clients that are losing their house, they have equity in their house, and they need a loan just to pay off their 30,000 that they owe, Mm -hmm. we have access to that too. So I could give them a second for 30 grand And now they caught up up on their payments. Mm -hmm. Now I'm their hero, right? Right. We're their hero. We're we're like, oh my God, we we helped them out. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's time for them to sell, who are they gonna come back to? Us. Yeah. So we get a lot of business by nurturing and just helping people out.
0: So you're saying you're doing second liens?
1: Yeah, I'm doing seconds as well.
0: So you're doing second liens. And then if they have a problem later on, they're calling you. Yeah. I'm assuming there's some sort of tracking in place to make sure their house is yeah, not foreclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So then you're saying um, that's your primary way. Well, that, that's
1: just one of the ways we have, it, it, even if we don't give them a second, right? Mm-hmm. So that these people have, they're in a situation where they need to do something or backs against the wall. They need to do something They mm-hmm. have a, a ticking bomb with the with the foreclosure coming up. And they've already done so many stuff where they need to do something. So we offer assistance in foreclosure prevention. Mm-hmm. We literally sit down with them, we'll figure out what their expenses are, what their income is, see if they qualify. So you're
0: helping them do a budget?
1: A budget, yeah.
0: And it probably helps that you have loan mod experience. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So we do all of that. We look at the numbers, like, okay, cool, Mr. Customer this makes sense. You could save the house. Mr. Customer, look, I mean, every month, you're negative a $1,000. How are you surviving? You Mm -hmm. have money under your mattress? Yeah. (laughs) So um, and with those relationships, we're able to get a lot of deals uh, funneled to us. Mm -hmm. uh, Because there's a lot of opportunities in that little field.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. so you're going in there as an advisor, yeah, as a consultant. And then if those other options can't be don't doesn't work, then you'll List it or buy it. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and we said you guys ho- have a real estate company. Is it predominantly Sergio or you guys actually have a brokerage?
1: Sergio is a broker. Okay.
0: Sergio is yeah. the broker. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So then how are you getting into the living room, right? How are you getting inside these houses? What's your primary marketing channel?
1: Two, two ways door knock, traditional, mm-hmm. and uh, phone calls.
0: Okay. So you have an army of door knockers? Like yeah. How many door knockers do you guys have? Six. Six. Um, And they're just door knocking all day?
1: Door knocking all day. VAs calling, sending text messages, ringless voicemails. Okay. The whole shebang.
0: Awesome. So then, um, you know, door knocking is is a piece that's missing in our, in in my own personal business. Uh, something that, you know, we look at maybe adding to our, 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 um, our arsenal. You should. So walk me through this, you know, let's say I'm trying to build this door knocking side of my business. What's the first thing I need to do?
1: Uh, go to the door and door knock. <laughs> no, you, you identify the, the leads that you're going after, right? Mm-hmm. Identify the leads. You go to these people, you door knock and just build a relationship with them. You tell them, hey, look, I understand you're getting a lot of calls. An investors trying to call you, trying to buy your house. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here these to nasty vultures. Yeah, I'm here to literally assist you and, yeah. and figure out what you're what you want to do. And since we have the, the second liens I could offer them, we have all these tools, mm-hmm. I'm confident when I go in there, right? Because I know if they have equity in that house, I could offer them money mm-hmm. to save them from getting foreclosed on. If they don't have equity, now I go through their budget because I have the knowledge to do that. All right. And we'll, we'll, not only me, but all, everyone on our team is, knows, knows how to do that. And we'll sit down and we'll give them analysis. Okay, look, this makes sense, this doesn't. Um, I think the best option in your situation since you're upside down is doing a short sale.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So there has to be something though to, cause when you knock on a door, they're typically not wanting to open a door, right? They're being harassed by investors, by debt collectors, by other people. So they typically don't want to answer the door. So their guard's really high. Right? Am I, am I wrong? wrong?
1: Uh, our approach is non-confrontational. Like we have like literally like uniforms that we wear uh, with our other company Mm -hmm. and we go there with our clipboard and we just knock on their doors. Hey, look, we're not trying to intrude you. We understand like you're going through a lot of hardship right now. We want to offer you solutions. Mm -hmm. We're not interested in buying your house, but if that's an option, we'll entertain it.
0: All right. So there you go. You go in and say, we're not here necessarily to buy your house. We're here to help you. Yeah. But if you need to sell your house,
1: sure. Yeah. But that, that you got to go through the motions with these people. Mm -hmm. It's not just, Hey, knock on the door. Okay. You don't qualify. Cool. We're going to buy your house. No, you got to, you know, you might have to submit a loan mod, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't charge any money for that. Yeah. You might have to do certain things to, to, um, for them to go through the the stages. Okay.
0: So then going back to, you talking about the second lien, do you have a budget? Do you say like, this is the max out, I yeah. want to do in a second lien?
1: Yeah. So we have a, we partner up with, with a few individuals that have, um, I don't want to say unlimited money, but a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I thought everyone's rich in LA. Like, right. <laughs> they have a, uh, their criteria is 65% CLTV. Okay. So if it fits in that location is cool, they'll lend.
0: Okay. So do a second up to 65. Yeah. So if, if it's like a whole lot, like, I don't know, 300,000 in equity, They'll do a hundred thousand. Oh, as is yeah. on the yeah, sixty five. Yeah. yeah. Cool. What's the interest rate they charge on that?
1: Twelve percent.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, so it's if it's a hundred thousand dollar loan, thousand bucks a month.
0: Right. Fair enough. So then um, you know, one of the questions I always a- like to ask a lot oh, is
1: sorry, and it's a five year term.
0: Okay. So the balloon payment. Yeah. Um so one of the questions I like to ask a lot is how's is your operation different than everybody else? It sounds like it's the door knocking consultative approach. Is your cold calling approach the same way? Yeah. So you're calling to offer solutions. You're yeah. not calling, just like, are you looking to sell your house for cash? Yep. Gotcha. And then your target.
1: Sorry, that that I think that wave is played out. Everyone's mm-hmm. calling that.
0: Everyone's
2: doing
1: it. And and now it comes to a point where, well, this investor offered me 100 grand. How much are you gonna offer me? Oh, 105. Oh, this one offered me 105. How much can you offer me? 110. Mm-hmm. There's no relationship in that. Yeah.
0: Purely transactional.
1: Yeah. Per transaction, and I don't want to fight that battle. It's 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 not a win win for us.
0: Okay, and so for that reason, you're saying your cost per transaction is not oh in the thousands. No, 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 not at all. So what is your cost per transaction? Hundreds. 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 Man, I bet some of your friends are jealous. Um, okay, so then you don't do a lot of wholesaling. No. Um, any wholesaling?
1: No. Okay. Wholesale. We bought a lot of houses, sold it as is. So wholesale or flip? That's basically it. Yeah.
0: Uh, how much hotel and how much flipping?
1: 90% flipping, mm-hmm. maybe 10% hotel. Okay. On the hotels, like it has to be like home run deals where we're making like 150, 200, 300,000, mm-hmm. or else I, I'd rather just flip it.
0: Okay. Um, and so Todd Toback was on a show yesterday and his thing was about thinking big, Yeah. right? People think too small. So for him, like, it's like they're targeting 50K assignment fees, right? Okay. Uh, but if you're flipping then. Um, you know, you were talking about, you used to be happy making 30 K Yeah. and I heard something crazy last year, not crazy for you, but crazy to me was Jason Boozy was saying, I think in wholesaling houses full time, if I'm not making hundred K I'm not, it's not worth my time. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: And I was like, man, I would love to be like that guy. Yeah. That's a, that's a wonderful mindset because at that time I was totally happy with three and 5,000 assignment three or 5,000. No way.
2: Well, at but, I time. mean, you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Right. Gotcha. So
0: now our target is 15 sure. to 18,000. On the assignment fees. Gotcha. But when I heard that hundred thousand is not worth my time, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then Heim was here last week, and he said the same exact thing. Yeah. Hundred thousand, or is that worth my time? Yeah. So you said that you had an epiphany. You were at thirty thousand, and then.
1: Oh yeah. Now if we're not making a hundred thousand minimum, mm-hmm. I mean I'll take eighty thousand, right? You'll settle uh, for it. Yeah, 80. yeah. <laughs> no, like, look, er, look. That's some, like
0: if someone gave me a Lamborghini, I'd drive. Yeah, right, yeah, I'll try. Right, right. I'm not gonna it, try, it, try
1: yeah, to yeah. buy it. Uh, so, I mean, like we always try to shoot for a hundred grand minimum deals, but yeah. sometimes things come up, you know, mm-hmm. you'll make 60 grand, 50 grand, whatever the case is. But if I know from beginning stage of purchasing the property, I'm going to make 30 grand. I don't even touch the deal. Yeah. A lot of wholesalers out in LA that will tie up houses in like through, um, just regular retail, they'll mm-hmm. tie them up and they'll try to wholesale it to them. I don't even watch those deals. There's another company, um, not to mention names, but you can mention yes, uh, new Western, yeah. uh, uh, waste of time.
0: Yeah, they're catching a lot of flack right now. Yeah. They're wait, building wait. a really bad brand for themselves right
1: now. I don't know. I've known them for a while back in L.A. A lot, all their deals are loser deals. Yeah. Um, and I don't like I get those deals emailed to me. I don't even touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it doesn't make sense.
0: Right. So then when did you make the decision? Like if it's not hundred K because you were at 30 K and you were happy. Yeah, we were. So which point did you make the decision to Was go it? from it was 30, like two,
1: two, two or three years ago, two years ago, two, three years ago. Um, some things changed in the LA market. Uh, for those of you that are in LA, you guys will know this ADUs. Uh, I think I showed the garage conversions. Mm-hmm. So now you have a structure that's there. You could convert that structure,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is going to cost you maybe 30, 40 grand. And now you're making like $300, dollars a square foot. Some areas like Marina Del Rey, the project I have, Mm -hmm. they're at almost $1,000 a square foot. Right. So it's a no brainer just to convert that. Mm -hmm. Now two things happen. A, you're gonna make money. B, the person that's buying it, they can rent it out, Mm -hmm. and supplement their mortgage payments. So it's a win-win for everyone.
0: Yeah. Um, But you're saying the ADUs is basically when you had this mindset
1: shift. Yeah, yeah, the ADUs like like two years ago. and we were just kind of spinning our wheels, like, man, what are we doing wrong? We're, we're taking anything now, right? At that mm-hmm. point, we're just like, all right, get us deals. Get us. Now it's like, we're picking, choose, okay, cool. We want this one, we don't want this one. This one is more for retail, we'll just do a retail. I mean, the commissions we're gonna make in LA on a $500,000 house at 6%, that's 30 grand, half of that, 15 grand, I'll take that all day long mm-hmm. without having to do any risk. Right. Uh, so um, yeah, just picking and choosing the right deals.
0: And I think also, part of your calculation is that you're splitting everything three ways, or is that not part of the calculation? No,
1: not everything's split three ways. Uh, it's Sergio and I, um, we do have sometimes different partners that come in. Mm -hmm. We will split three ways, but if it's a deal Sergio and I get, it's obviously just him and I. Mm Um, but we do offer uh, partnerships to people that bring us deals or they canvass themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, they'll partner up with us and we'll go three ways.
0: So I find a deal for you Uh right in LA Uh and I just found it and I bring it to you and you guys buy it, flip it, and list it, what percentage of the profit am I getting
1: for being the guy that brought it to you? It all depends on the profit, right? If it's mm-hmm. a $30,000 deal, I, I'll tell you, just don't even bother. Like you do it on your own, right? But, if it's but, I, but I'll help you. If it's 100, yeah, we'll go three ways. So split why. three ways. Yeah.
0: Mm, that's really generous. Yeah. Um, okay. And then what does your organization look like today?
1: We like to keep our organization small, man. I'm, I, it's, it's right now at Sergio. I have, uh, it's about f- seven of us mm-hmm. that's in the office. We have a bunch of like outside people just bringing in deals, but full time seven.
0: Okay. Um, uh, so the seven people, what is, wh- what are their roles?
1: Just acquisition, man. Everyone's acquiring Sergio is one of the counselors. I'm one of the counselors. How we have a bunch of like four or five counselors. Mm-hmm. We have junior counselors. Their job is to become senior counselors.
0: So even on the title, like on the phone, we can have a counselor over to your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. that's it's a completely different conversation. Or
1: just to take a step further, we invite them to our office, right? Because mm-hmm. now you have more control. Now they they kind of need you when you mm-hmm. go desperately to their house. You don't like they don't really. I don't. I don't know. It just it's, it's positioning. A, yeah, exactly. Right, and
0: it's your home court versus their yeah. home court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So it's mostly counselors. Yeah. All right. So, um, the cold calling, RVM texting. So the cold calling in office, out of office. In
1: a few of the guys are in Mm -hmm. and we also have, uh, VAs in the Philippines calling.
0: Okay. And then those guys that are calling in the office, what do you pay those guys?
1: Uh, It's all commission.
0: Okay. So they get a percentage of the profit. Yes. What do you pay or
1: or sometimes we'll pay them up like everyone's different. Sometimes uh, some people need money up front. I'll give them money up front anywhere from three to five thousand. I'll Mm -hmm. pay them up front. Uh, We also have a back end deal. Mm -hmm. Well, they'll give some we'll give some money now and then we'll do a draw against the back end deal. Mm -hmm. So it it depends on the person who, you know, how much experience, how much deals they have, all that. Gotcha. Anywhere from three to five thousand up front. Also anywhere from 10 to 20 percent on the back end, sometimes. 33% 33 percent on the back end wow yeah that's humongous yeah um, look I, I know I've heard what people pay out there um, I've been in a position where I was an employee mm-hmm. and I wanted to I want to make sure everyone on my table eats equally you know yeah because I know how hard these deals are to get mm-hmm. and if someone's gonna go out get a deal they're not getting hourly they're not getting anything I want them to eat equally with us
0: yeah they're taking the risk with you. yeah of course um, there, uh, there's no disposition obviously, cause it's the MLS. Yeah. Right. And you sell everything through the MLS, I yeah. imagine. Okay. Um, so we were talking about the, uh, marketing techniques. Um, so pulling data, where are you pulling data from?
1: Same place to everyone else, man. County. Uh, sorry, I'm text. I'm checking my text cause my wife is pregnant and she's due. I want to make sure. She's not (laughs) texting me. Hey, I'm giving birth. Uh, So we are pulling our list through my my best source. I like is Property Radar. Mm -hmm. That's like my go to place. Um, There's list stores, there's Rebo Gateway, there's all that stuff. But Property Radar is like I made millions of dollars with them.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, And then you're only in L.A. or you're in other like do you go just outside LA? LA?
1: We, we are looking to expand. We're in LA. Mm-hmm. We're all looking to expand. I have my buddy Matt out in Fresno. Uh, we're looking at that market. That's the Matt that reached yeah. out to me. Yeah, yeah, Cool. We're looking at Fresno. I heard he's a killer. Oh, he's, he's a stud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just a good, good person, man. Good person. Um, uh, Fresno, Bakersfield area. Uh, I have my other friend Matt um, out in Riverside. So we're kind of like our goal is to expand and, and uh, sorry, maybe go nationwide, mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's the plan.
0: Okay. And then seeing as how you run a flipping organization versus wholesaling operation, what are some of the key KPIs that you guys are tracking?
1: So obviously you got to track what, some t- okay, you got to track the contractor, right? What they're charging you. Mm-hmm. Um, some contractors give you a price and they'll try to make it up on back-end deals where uh they'll tell you you know this came up that came up and you know now the thirty thousand dollar budget went to 50 grand like man mm-hmm. what happened you know it's cutting down in my in my profits so the relationship i have with with my contractors are very solid at this point obviously in the beginning it wasn't there mm-hmm. you know it got to a point where we had a crew we were running three crews of uh four people each crew mm-hmm. and it was just a nightmare when paying everyone every week uh, i was I think I was taking more, I was writing more checks than writing myself checks. It was crazy. So we stopped doing that. Um, yeah, I mean the KPIs are are very important, but I don't like look too much into it. I mean, I probably should, um, because our our profits are so big and so like, like I don't pay too much attention to that to be, to be quite frank with you.
0: Hey, I, I get it. Um, and as far as deal flow, you know, you said, Uh, We were talking earlier, you know, on this Marina del Rey, you're gonna, you know, pop 250. I was like, man, that's incredible. You said, no, hang on. That was a 12 month ordeal.
1: Yeah. Right. Over 12 months. Yeah.
0: So it's really not, um, like those numbers are sexy, but they also take a time, a long time to. Yeah.
1: So the Marina del Rey was my longest project. I have me, Sergio, another partner, and the way we structured that deal, we brought in private funds. One of my partner's dad brought in a bunch of money. He had some friends bought, brought in a bunch of money. So 80% of it was already funded mm-hmm. uh, between me, Sergio, and Sean. We brought in the other 20% mm-hmm. plus the construction cost. And we funded the deal. Our agreement with them was not to charge us any uh, monthly payments, mm-hmm. charge it at the back end when we sell. So it's beneficial for us, right? Right. Cash flow. Situation. Yeah, cash flow, yeah. Um, and yeah, and that happened. We, we should be closing escrow next week. Uh, all the contingencies are waived. Yeah, it's, it was a, it was a nice deal. I, I told Sean, you know, I, was telling, I was telling Sean, we found a little niche in that specific market, that Marina Del Rey market, mm-hmm. that specific zip code. And that niche, that market, you could buy a tear down for like a million, 1.1. Um, tear down, build a 2,500 square foot house. It'll cost you about like 450, 500,000. So with the acquisition, you're like one five one six one point six, one, six, 1.6. The exits on those are like two, 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 three. Mm-hmm. So this was a, we did a concept of design and stuff. People loved it. The area loved it. Now our next goal is to do same Spanish modern, but two stories with the pool and we could get two, 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 three all day long. Those are like 500, 600,000 profits. Yeah. So that's, that's my
0: like shift. Man, maybe I need, I do need to hang out with you in LA. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then deal flow. I mean, you have these huge spreads. You don't really need to do a lot of flips no. with these huge spreads. No. So like, you know, how many are you flipping, like finished flipping per month?
1: It's hard to gauge per month because you know, like sometimes you'll, there'll be a month where you buy eight. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you flip those eight, right? It takes four or five months to flip. Right, because so, some people
0: will say like, I, you know, I've got 20 flips going on and it sounds like they're doing a lot, but really 20 flips going on is like, maybe like two or three per month.
1: Yeah. So right now, as of today, if you, if I even show you, I have eight flips that we own, that Mm -hmm. we're working on. Um, Next month I could buy two, I could buy zero. I don't know. But on average, we'll do probably between 40 to 50 flips a year. Mm -hmm. Some months are eight deals, some months are five deals, some months are no deals. So it all varies.
0: Yeah. That's, that's really impressive with the margins you guys are doing. Okay. So uh, then marketing. Like what is your monthly marketing cost?
1: So our marketing is the VAs we're paying no more than, no more than like five to 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. No more like at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, Man, it's nuts. So then what about monthly total overhead then?
1: So we have, we just got a new office in Whittier. That's, the overhead. I didn't have overhead. We're, mm. Like literally, I was working from home. Mm-hmm. Sergio had an office in Downey. Um, we had a cell phone bill. We had <laughs> property radar subscriptions. Yeah. yeah. Our art. Oh, I use Evernote. I have that nine ninety nine a month. Right. Our overhead is very minimal. Very low. Very low.
0: Yeah. Which makes the margins even more sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then, are there any valuable resources that you think the listeners need to be aware of? To you know to run a, a, a flipping business to the level that you're running yours at?
1: Don't get caught up in the hype, you know, um, nothing against wholesalers. I love you guys, but don't get caught up in the, the numbers they share with you. Do your due diligence extremely well. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know your cost, Cause you know, a wholesaler might say it's $20,000 cost on t- to fix this house, but You bring a real contractor, he's he's telling you 50 grand. Mm -hmm. You bring another contractor, he's telling you 40 grand. So you're like, there's no way I could do it for 20 grand. So know your numbers really well. Know your exit really well. How much you're gonna sell it for. Um, Talk to a few local agents in that area. Figure out what these homes are going for. Tell them, hey, if I have this house fixed up and this is the address, what would you list it for? Mm -hmm. Show me some comps. What have actually sold? Look at sold comps in the last six months. Go a quarter mile radius, then go out from there. You know, half a mile, a mile. I try, stri- I try to stay away from a mile. Um, so yeah, just be very diligent. A lot of the stuff, I, like when I first started, you got to reverse engineer everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, see who the players are, talk to them. See who the lenders are in that area, in your specific area. I, I knew who my lenders were, my mm-hmm. hard money lenders. I interviewed with them. I went to talk to them. Hey, like, Dennis, what can you offer me? There's a lender in Burbank. Um, Hey, you know, the other uh, the other guy, asked tech, hey, what can you offer me? And they told me this is what what I could offer you. Then I spoke to those people that actually flipped that house. Hey, what did Dennis offer you, right? <laughs> and just kind of like that, I got an idea. And then I, I pretty much said, hey, these are the terms that I want. Can you do it? And they end up doing it.
0: Right. Um, so then it sounds like having relationships with realtors is important to your business.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people are, uh, they get caught up in the money. And I always say it's not the money that we make, Mm -hmm. it's the memories we create. That's number one for me. Like if you and I could have a relationship and we create memories together. Now our kids know each other playing and stuff years down the line. When we're like 60 years old, we're going to be like hanging out. We're going to be talking about not the money we made, Mm -hmm. but the memories we created. Yeah. That's kind of like my whole thing. I want to create a lot of memories with just like the core guys that are with us. Mm -hmm. And eventually my end game, My end game is not to do flips, not to do all. I mean, that's great development. My end game is to have residual income through, you know, uh, apartment buildings or commercial buildings.
0: That should be all of ours, right? Like we're all making a lot of money, but we're actively working. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So are there
1: any CRM tools or systems you could not live without? So the CRM, we have it um, done. Finally, we were using Excel. I'm just being transparent, we're using Excel, not the best, uh, but it was working for us. Excel and Evernote did very well for us. Now we're at a point where we got um, a guy named Mike, Wholesale Hackers. Uh, he set up our CRM for us. Now we're actually flying out today, tonight, to meet up with him to finalize the entire systems. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be our new thing, but it's been Excel and Evernote to be just quite frank with you.
0: It's very different. Yeah. Uh, so, with your business, I mean, typically, you're paying what kind of interest rates on these, on these uh, loans?
1: All right, I, I don't know. I, I was told not to mention this by uh, by my lender, but
0: well, not that lender. Just in general. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, Special shout out to Lending Home. I love you guys. You guys are family. Um, so, anyway, I get rates anywhere from seven uh, percent mm-hmm. all the way to eight and a half percent. Okay. Depending on the down payment.
0: So do you have like anything in like the back of your brain, back of your hair, uh, neck, of your, hair, your neck? Like if something happens in the market? No, not at all. No,
1: uh, not the spreads that we have.
0: Right. Because the margins are where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. That even a, if you had to break even, you could still break yeah, even.
1: Which I could confidently tell you this. I've never lost any money on it, any deal. Yeah. Zero.
0: That's impressive. What is your why?
1: My why, Mm -hmm. my why is my family. I I, I grew up, uh, I grew up like broke, you know, we grew up in a, I was on welfare, you know, I'm just, you know, I came here like when I was five and with my family, they escaped, uh, there was a war going on Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was just tired of living that life where I wanted more for my family. I have my own family now and I wanted to win for my family. So. My why is, is just providing for my family a life that I didn't have mm-hmm. and them not stressing about money. Cause money is one of the biggest things that um, why couples break and families break. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to be a reason. And I want to create wealth for my family and generational wealth. Right. Yeah.
0: That's huge. Uh, guys, don't forget, this is a live show. So if you guys have questions, please, um, you know, fire away. Uh, what is your biggest struggle right now?
1: Our biggest struggle is too many deals, <laughs> not enough cash. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, you got there's there's got to be more lenders available. So
1: I'm in the works now with my lender, our preferred lender that we work with, to do 100% financing mm-hmm. uh, with with acquisition and uh,
2: rehab. Rehab. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what we're working on. They just opened up a a um, broker shop that we're going to broker out deals to them as well. Mm-hmm. So that's another avenue that we're going to make income from, but our end game with our lenders to get hundred percent financing with rehab included. Yeah. With the, the, cause our margins are so big. And I mean, we've done a lot of business with them,
0: right? The risk is not that high for yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is your superpower?
1: My, my superpower is, um, I like to connect with people on a deeper level not just hey what's up you know people text you hey what's up i'm good how are you good okay cool you know it just doesn't go anywhere yeah like, i want to know like hey let's sit down for a drink or whatever like let's figure out like hey man where are you struggling i'll tell you where i'm struggling right mm-hmm. let's let's have a conversation where maybe i tear up you tear up
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh let's go deep like deep 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 all like, right because you know we live in a world where um there's just so much fluff out there you know a lot of a lot of, a lot of Cats, I like to call it, are are posting stuff with their cars and their this and that, which is cool. Look, I did that. It's great. Mm -hmm. But life is more than that, right? Yeah. What about the lady that's struggling that doesn't have that, right? Go talk to her. Like, I remember when I I visited um, Armenia, I went to Armenia the last two years, Uh, even though I'm Armenian, but I wasn't born there. And I saw grandma, uh, a lot of stories. I mean, that's a different subject. People struggling, man, making $100 a month, $200 a month. Yeah. And, you know, you give them a little bit of money, give them hope, talk to them, hug them, you know. Now you, you gave them encouragement. These people cry. Mm-hmm. But now, like, you you could be an influential person to these people. I don't know. I just, I, I want to be at a position where I could help people and leave an impact on this earth before I, before I expire.
0: Yeah. Make a dent in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing I want to do. What is the greatest lesson you have learned?
1: People need to know, in flipping, people need to know when to walk away from a deal. Don't let money control you. We've walked away from a lot of deals where there's huge profits. Just need to know how to walk away from deals. Can you elaborate what that means? Yeah. Um, Transactions where there could be a shady situation happening with, um, not to get too technical, but let's just say shady situations and you as an agent or as an investor, you could get involved and make a lot of money on like just doing not the right thing um, by lying to the sellers that are struggling, putting yourself on title. I mean, doing all kinds of and I've seen it. I've seen Mm -hmm. people cloud titles. I've seen people do all kinds of stuff, putting themselves on title. Uh, This new thing that I'm hearing people talk about is stealing people's equity. I'm like, oh my God, like, really? Like, this is not even, yeah, there's, there's, you're going to hear a lot about this right now. What are you talking about? (laughs) it's happening when people are talking about stealing people's equity. Like, Uh,
0: how would they do that? I mean, that just seems like a really obvious way to go to jail.
1: You know, a lot of guys that are in the industry or getting in the industry, they come from that mentality of, of um, quick buck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll even show you on Instagram, you know, people talking about that, mm-hmm. just stealing equity. But I don't know if it's a marketing thing or what kind of thing it is. Um, it's just the wrong way of doing business because I don't want anyone to steal my equity and yeah. I don't want anyone to steal my parents' equity. I'm sure no one wants to steal your equity as well. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of stuff in this industry, I think needs a change, a positive change. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of fluff out there. And I think if we all uh, do a better job of, of identifying, um, those people and kind of telling, Hey, having a talk with them, look, you you're not, you're not doing a good thing. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're maybe your pockets are getting full, but what are you really doing? Are you really happy going to sleep at nights?
0: All right. You know, so yeah. Okay. Um, and then do you have a favorite, best or most interesting failure?
1: Failure? Mm-hmm. So quickly talk about that $300,000 deal. There, there is a failure part, or not a failure, but a lesson learned in that part. Yeah. And I didn't talk about that, which I'll talk about it now. So at the moment we bought that house, the mistake that I made is I should have never posted that or sold it. I should have posted it, but I never should have sold it to the people from that group. Once I got a gauge of where the value is, because Sergio and I, we were like, let's just list it for 1.1 million. Let's see what happens. I put it on on that group, mm-hmm. and sure enough, man, we got people calling us, calling us, calling us, and some few of them already sent offers. They went to see the house. They sent offers. Our mistake was we should have saw that, and right away put that house on the MLS. Because what happened was when we got into escrow, these people weren't performing, and they were taking their sweet time. Uh, we kind of. Left it alone because we were like so excited about the money, the margin, the margin. We're like, okay, let them take their time. It's cool, you know. But then like, yo, it's costing us money because we have mortgage payments to Mm -hmm. pay, right? And then it come to a point where we just don't hear from them. So like, right, I guess it's done. You know, we emailed escrow to cancel, but there's a couple steps we didn't do, and we put it on the MLS. Put on the MLS. Sure enough, right away we got a full offer, 1.15. Oh my God, full offer. And they don't want credit. They don't want anything. One week passes by. They already got their approval. They're ready to fund. We get a call from the original buyer. Yo, yo, yo. We're going to file this pendant stop. Mm-hmm. This house is ours. We're moving forward. So we had to cancel the other escrow. We paid oh. commissions to that agent. So it was a big mess. Big mm-hmm. learning lesson, big learning lesson. Um, so the, the lesson learned there, it was any house you have, hotel, put it on the MLS. We have yeah. access to it. It's not costing us anything.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So then you're not going to post on Facebook anymore.
1: Uh, I'll post just to get a gauge, but I for sure <laughs> will go on the MLS. But you're not going to contract. Yeah, no, no.
0: Gotcha. Oh, that makes sense. It's kind of like what we do with the coming soon on Zillow. Yeah. We'll put on Zillow is like, yeah, there's too much activity. We maybe be wrong price or. Yeah it's crickets. Yeah, it might be overpriced. overpriced. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) All right. Awesome. Um, uh, Sish wants to know what group did you post it in?
1: Oh, man, I, it was some Facebook group in LA. um, some sort of buy
0: sell face real estate group in LA. Yeah,
1: it was it was within Facebook was a group in LA that um, buys off market houses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Is there a book you've gifted more than any other?
1: Book? No, man. I always, um, my guys, Carlos and them, they told me about that book at Witting the Devil. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been telling a lot of people about that book, uh, on book, Yeah. It's
0: a great, great book.
1: This new one I just read, uh, which I got as a gift, the carpenter, my guy, Matt, he was one of the contest winners when I had my Lambo. Mm -hmm. Uh, he gave me this gift and I opened it. I started reading and it just, it grabbed my attention. Uh, it talks about, Uh, Three things that people like should be doing in life. You got to serve people. You got to love people and you got to care for people. And this carpenter teaches you lessons about those three things.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Changed my life. I loved it. The the message from that book was amazing. How long ago was this Uh, a few months ago, like six months ago.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys, uh, we do have you guys in the Phoenix market. We do have our meetup tomorrow night at Dave and Buster's 430, uh, Dave and Buster's in Tempe. We got Jamil, my business partner, Max, he'll be presenting. Um, and then next week we got James Hodges coming in to talk about his business. Um, and again, if you guys like the show, please share this episode right now. Please subscribe. Um, if someone, uh, oh, sorry. Last question is what last message would you like to leave with the lesson? Uh, listeners.
1: Um, look guys, I know there's a lot of people out there teaching and doing all kinds of stuff. Um, which is great, right, you, you gotta learn somewhere. Um, but I also tell you guys this thing, uh, I, I did this uh, hashtag, I don't know if you saw it, fact check your guru, <laughs> um, and I truly mean that. You gotta fact check everyone that's teaching nowadays because uh, this reminds me in the mortgage business, when I got into it six months later, like you literally your your plumber was a loan officer, your gardener <laughs> was a loan officer, everyone yeah. became loan officers overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now everyone's teaching because this information is I think pretty simple, right? You go get your list, you skip trace your list, and you call and mm-hmm. you've got, con- I mean, it's not rocket science, but where, the, where I think the power is, is building that true rapport with those people, right? You gotta build honest, good rapport with people. And when they like you, once you become a best friend with them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's done deal. You could do whatever you want with them, as long as it's ethical and you're doing the right thing for them first, mm-hmm. for you second. And if it's, if it's a win-win, the deal will go through. If it's not, it'll fall through. Um, so fact check your guru, make sure, um, they're actually doing deals. And, um, if you want to get into the flipping business, go check out some of their flips, see what they're doing.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a good point to hit on here. Um, so, uh, Quentin mentioned this on the episode earlier, but I asked you for your settlement statements. I get a lot of people asking to be on the show. I was like, Hey, that's great. No problem. I don't know who you are really. Yeah. Or even if I do know you, like let's. Have some settlement statements yeah.
1: to support. Which was huge. And I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy he actually did this.
0: Yeah. So, and I think that's great, right? Fact check your guru, because it's um, in a different industry. Uh, so, my idol is Darren Hardy. And he says, like, you know, if a financial advisor, to qualify to be his financial advisor, you need to send him your tax returns, right? Right? Your investment <laughs> portfolio. And if there's a good track record, then great. If you don't have a good track record, if you're not good with your money, stay the hell away from my money.
1: Yeah, my, my mentor used to say, uh, you can't have your financial advisor be your next-door neighbor, right? You're on the same <laughs> <laughs> financial area, right? Financial uh, yeah. situation. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, fact a guru. And that's, um. so Corey Thompson, I don't know if you're connected with him, but he's got this whole thing with, what is it, screw uh F the gurus. Uh, no hug gurus. I think that's my favorite one. Oh, of all. no hug gurus. No hug gurus. Like, don't listen to the no hug gurus. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Add, add fact check your guru to that list too. Fact check your guru. Yeah. Um, if someone wants to get a hold of you, how how can they do that?
1: Instagram. Uh, first and last name: G A R R I. Gary underscore Tigranian. T I G R A N Y A N.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you. Guys Thanks for tuning for in, and thank you. This was thank awesome.
1: You God bless. Thank you.